Welcome back to Pardon My Franchise, a podcast about watching movies when there's a lot of movies. I'm Nora, joined by Autumn. I'm joined by some coffee. <laughs> how, how good of a coffee is it? Oh, it's fine. Um, my, my dad recently came back from a um, trip to Colombia and... Um, I think he spent four days in Panama on his way home, and he bought some coffee in Panama, and um, it's it's pretty good. I was <laughs> expecting you to say the Twin Peaks line. There was not a fish in the percolator. It was not. It was not damn good coffee. It was good okay, coffee. Okay. It was good coffee. Okay. It's good coffee. I don't know. Um, my um, dad, my my dad is a weird tourist guy now. That's just this thing is that he, he uh, travels a lot and. Um, Tells me about stuff he gets up to and brings me things. I don't know. And is racist. <laughs> and is racist. Uh, you know, that's his prerogative. He's allowed. He's He shouldn't do that. I, <laughs> I Listeners, um, I'm not endorsing racism on the podcast. I just want to be clear about... He's allowed. He's allowed to be racist. <laughs> no, he's not. But he, he's going to do it anyway. And uh, I haven't been able to stop him so far. So whatever. Uh <clears throat> How much do you remember about Highlander The Search for Vengeance? Not you, a goddamned thing. Which we watched two days ago. <laughs> Not a fucking thing. Okay, uh, let me tell you what I remember about uh, Highlander The Search for Vengeance. This is the fifth in the Highlander franchise. Um, some would say it's not a proper Highlander movie. We would say it is uh, because we covered it for this podcast. It says Highlander on it. It says Highlander on it. Where's Connor McCloud? Nowhere to be seen. Where's Duncan McCloud? Nowhere to be seen. Where's any of the stuff that we know from the Highlander franchise? Nowhere to be seen. But that's fine. There's quickenings. There's quickenings. It's anime now. We're it's anime, but it's also 2007 anime. It's 2007 anime. <laughs> um, Colin McCloud is an immortal. Um, he was quickened in the. First century A.D., he was a... Uh, Technically, second century. Yeah, no, you're right. Se- second century A.D. 125 A.D. or C.E. He, um... After his first death in 125 A.D. in Roman Britain, 
when his village in England was attacked by the conquering Romans. Yes. Um, and since that time, he has had a rivalry with a bad guy named Dio? No, you named... kept calling him Dio because you kept saying that this show looks like JoJo. Because it looks like JoJo's. It doesn't. It looks like JoJo's. Uh, I guess they have big faces, but they're not built that way. I The, the actual thing is that this is... um. This is a Fist of the North Star riff, I feel like. Um, and there's so much... I mean, there is so much Fist of the North Star in JoJo's, and I can see I can, I can see a little bit of JoJo's poking out here and there. I thought that this guy was more of a Griffith than a Dio. That might be fair. Basically, Marcus Octavius. But, but they, the, the difference is, these guys were never friends. There's no betrayal. The core to... to Griffith's character is the betrayal, and there's no betrayal here. They've always hated each other. Dio doesn't lead an army. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Marcus Octavius uh, was a Roman conquering Britain, um, and he kills um, <clears throat> Colin's wife. Um, Colin swears vengeance, um, and they fight again through the centuries when Marcus... Uh, inhabits such thrilling occupations as emperor of rome as it falls um like marcus is literally nero here uh he's painting while rome burns um he is uh hitler question mark he's not hitler he is definitely a nazi and the, the well, whole it says here uh-huh Octavius attempts to reenact his utopian society through force and fear over the next two millennia. He serves as high-ranking members of various powerful empires, ranging from the Mongol Empire to Nazi Germany. We at one point see him, um, like, in 16th century Japan, doing what is unclear, like, whose side is he on in 16th century Japan is unclear. It's mostly just, oh, here's this guy who was behind the scenes at everything across world history he um, it says he wants to encourage the development of a utopian world empire but the side he chooses tends to be ruthless and authoritarian when given a choice tends to be my man was a nazi <laughs> tends to be <laughs> i guess we didn't get the entire historical record tends to be <laughs> Anyway. I think I think a lot of people don't think of Rome as inherently evil or authoritarian. Yeah, that, I think a lot of people think of Rome as just the way things used to be in all of the world, and that's uh, not sure. the case. Sure, I'm not even I'm not even pointing. I I guess I am only following the threads that the movie gives me through world history. Which is that the movie is like, okay, so Colin is not necessarily a warrior for justice and, and, and righteousness. He is driven only by revenge. And Marcus, meanwhile, is driven only by this desire to... I think that he sees Rome as a utopia. I think it's Rome specifically that he's trying to rebuild, and he's going to do that through violence and force. Um... And the place that that leads him to is, like, being a Nazi. Also, the being a Nazi is, like, two minutes of the movie. I'm making more out of it than the movie makes out of it. But I'm just saying that, like, the, the thread that I'm tracing through this film is that <clears throat> there's always evil guys at the top of society. 
You but know. It says Colin is ostensibly in the role of the barbarian and Marcus is the bringer of civilization. Marcus cares more about building an empire and less about people's well-being with an ends justify the means mentality. I would agree with that read of this film. I would not mm-hmm. agree with this film's reading of how reality works or history, <laughs> but I would agree with that paragraph summarizing this film. Now, all of that is the sort of, as we know at this point, Highlander movies uh, kind of cut back and forth between a present day and flashbacks to the past. That's all the past stuff. And there were some um, sex scenes we skipped over. There's some sex scenes we skipped over. There's some dead wives we skipped over. Because it's Highlander. Because it's Highlander. There's always, There can be only one... Plus eight dead wives. In 2887, in the post-apocalyptic New York with goblins and mutants running around, Uh um, he fights Octavius again and wins. Okay. It's kind of goblins and mutants, and it's kind of the same thing as fire and ice, as just when there are dark-skinned people, they are monsters. You know? They were pretty... They were pretty mutated. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of that. Yeah, but it's just weird that the mutated people are also the dark-skinned people. I mean, sure. I think. I think it is less that than like Fire and Ice was, but it was something I was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Thank you, two thousand seven anime. Anyway, they create a deadly virus, and um, Colin manages to defeat Octavius, and his quickening destroys the virus after it's been released. With, I guess, the lightning and yeah. everything. Yeah, the quickening just solves all the problems it at the end of the movie. It literally solves all of the problems. Yeah. What was the other thing that it did? Um, It destroyed the virus, and it... Did it solve global warming? Did it... It did something else. It did something else. I don't remember what it was now. There was something else that it did, but I don't remember what it yeah, is. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, I guess. I would be curious to know how this movie got made because uh, if you scroll up a little bit to the to the to the right side to the the tab here, mm-hmm. so directed by uh, Yoshiaki Kawajiri, that is a like Japanese name. Um, and then can you go back to the oh, Highlander? This is the person who directed the Lensman. Uh, of Secret the of the Lens. That's the books we got recently. Oh, okay. Also directed Vampire Hunter right D Blood Bloodlust. See that one right on top on that stack? See that one? Yeah. It doesn't have a cover? Yeah. Galactic Patrol by E.E. E. Doc Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Lens. But then go, go back to the... Oh, Ninja Scroll. Go, yeah. Go back to the Highlander page real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by David Amro... Uh, David Abramovitz, um, produced by Peter S. Davis, William N. Panzer, Thomas K. Gary, Galen Walker. Uh, so, in like cinematography by Japanese staff, edited by Japanese staff. I, I don't need to read all the names here, but um, I believe like this is 2007. Madhouse. And if I remember correctly, there was a little time in the 2000s where madhouse just did a bunch of licensed western things mm-hmm. like they did a they did batman gotham knight in 2008 have i seen that uh it's purple uh, on wikipedia oh. i have not seen this they did um cash and sins that's not 
what we're talking about. But didn't okay. they do all the Marvel anime, like the Blade? Maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't. I know nothing about Madhouse. I'm seeing that they did Death Note and Nana. Uh, yes, they did Blade, Iron Man, Wolverine, and X Men. Okay, so they must have. They must have had some relationship with like. I just remember them suddenly there being a bunch of Madhouse like OVAs basically in the toys, uh, the Toys R Us that I worked at, and it was like the Blade one, the Wolverine one. And... So there must, yeah, there must be some sort of like relationship between Madhouse and like, you know, American IP holders where they're just going around being like, hey, do you want us to do a Highlander anime for you? Like, I mean, also just look at how many things they've made. Yeah, <laughs> they've made a lot of things. Yeah, it's like, listen, we can pump this out real quick, and if we sell like one thousand DVDs, like we're good, we're in the clear. <clears throat> but um, they did an Animatrix segment. It looked like. Um, they did Supernatural, the anime series. Iron Man, Rise of Technovore. Avengers Confidential. Rise of Black... what now? Technovore. Okay. Avengers Confidential, Black Widow, and Punisher. Mm-hmm. You know. I guess the 2010s is more what I was talking about, not the 2000s. Yeah, but this is 20, 2007. This is like, we're getting yeah. up on that time, so. Oh, I guess they also did the, int- the... intro sequence for Persona 4. That doesn't matter. No. Madhouse is a, is a well-known company. We're just saying, oh, look, a company made things. Yeah, the, the different between a company and, like, the people working for the company, but... But, yes, um, that, my point was that I know that there was something going on with Madhouse doing a bunch of Western IPs mm-hmm. around this time. And that's what I was to, trying to talk about. Yeah. Um... Chris Wyatt of IGN awarded the film a 9 out of 10, saying Highlander Search for Vengeance is the best thing to happen to Highlander fans since the original film. That's not That's true. That's not true. Highlander Endgame is the best Highlander movie. And Highlander 2 was the best thing to happen to Highlander since Highlander. Uh, let's talk about, like, the... the, the like, the thing that this movie is, because uh, I feel like the plot doesn't actually tell you what it is. Um, it is very Fist of the North Star in the post-apocalypse, uh, we haven't talked about the dead wife at all yet. That's um, okay. I uh, mean, it's a dead wife in a Highlander movie. And do you remember her name? No. You no. remember her time period? Who do you think I am? <laughs> well, okay, okay. So, there is the dead wife mm-hmm. at the start in 2nd century AD. Yes. And she's the one who gets crucified and used as, like, a flag during the big battle. And then, she is reincarnated at a certain point as a new wife to die in scotland in scotland this yes because he because he has to be in scotland at some point so that he can be called a highlander yes yes <clears throat> uh it's goofy the, the clan mcleod takes this guy in and na- names him an honorary mcleod basically and then he has to leave once he comes back to life yeah and he's he's uh so that that wife doesn't die from violence he just has to leave her yes and he's bopping around all all over the world chasing marcus basically through the centuries and then yeah when we meet up with him in 2187 um there's a new girl who is obviously another reincarnation and um also there's like a druid okay so at one point at one (sighs) point at one point Uh uh-huh um fucking colin dies the first time he dies. 
Is it? It is the first time he dies. Because it's at Stonehenge, but Stonehenge has all these patterns on it that were worn away over the years. Yes, and so, so, like, uh, he dies at Stonehenge, and Marcus is chasing him, and he's like, well, fuck, you're at Stonehenge, that's holy ground, I can't chop you off. And chop you off. That sounds like a very it does, sexual it, Yeah, it move. does sound a little chop. <laughs> a little chop you all is what I was about to say. <laughs> she anyway, chopped me off last night. When Colin revives, years later? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? I don't know. He gets he gets chopped through the head, not off, but like a vertical slice down the it head. Leaves him a cool anime scar. Yeah, it leaves him a cool anime scar. It takes him a while to come back. Like, years, for some reason. I don't I'm not know. clear why. I'm um, not sure how much, how true that montage is, because yeah. people were at Stonehenge. Yeah. So. Someone would have seen him <laughs> and moved him. <laughs> anyway. Um, but that's when he acquires his familiar. Yeah. Which is the ghost of a druid. Yes. <laughs> who. It's just an old man who kind of looks like the dungeon master from the D&D cartoon. Who just periodically chides him and offers nothing useful for two millennia, basically. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what his deal is. I don't really know what his deal is. Um, But he's like... So so Colin meets third new dead wife um and he's like I don't I, I don't I don't want to fuck you. She's all like I want to fuck you and he's all oh, I don't want to fuck you. I'm too I'm serious. I'm a grim person. Um and so uh uh the the druid guy shows up. He's like you're constantly turning down women even though all of these dead wives look like identical twin sisters. They're obviously the reincarnation of your first dead wife. And Colin's like, oh, "I didn't know that was a thing." And I also was like, "I didn't know that was a thing. It just looked like a thing." I guess this was a thing in Highlander 3, wasn't it? I don't with the with the one French lady that I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I guess this was also in Highlander 3. Um, I didn't bat an eye at it because I'm used to it from Dracula. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, it's you ever just... see Dracula Untold? No. You will. Yeah, I, I'm sure I can't get out of a marriage with you without seeing Dracula Untold. Why would you get out of a marriage <laughs> with me? Well, we'll be married for a very long time, and, you know. We should say that we're recording this at 10 in the morning, and I just got out of bed, by the way. That's yeah. why I sound like this. Yeah. <clears throat> you're fine. You're valid. Um, anyway, uh, <coughs> she's, so she's all, newest 2187 dead wife, um, is all like, uh, Colin, we have to stop Marcus from, from killing everybody, and Colin's like, I don't care about that. Oh, it's Marcus? I want revenge. I guess I'll help you. Um, and he, they all go on a mission to, to get Marcus, and in, during the mission, she dies because Marcus has an immortal wife um, who just loves fucking him. Um, I guess is her deal is that she loves fucking. Um, but the new dead wife gets in a fight with the um, uh, Marcus's immortal wife, and she sticks a grenade in her mouth, um, and they both die, and it's very tragic. But it does make a cool quickening. It does make a cool quickening. And you were very confused about what was happening. I was You're high. like, what is in this grenade? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> We've only seen one quickening in the movie so far. And so when she sticks a 
a grenade in and the grenade shoots out blue lightning. I was like, what type of grenade was that that shoots out blue lightning? I did not connect to that. Yeah, that was the quickening. Yeah, okay. Uh, is there anything else to say about this movie? No, hey, it's kind of mid. He wins. It's fine. It's totally fine. Oh, we didn't talk about the secret uh, Christian thing. So, so like, the dead wife um, is... What's is, her name in the real world? I, I Scroll down. Okay, yeah. Which of these context names? Dahlia. Dahlia? Dahlia. You're sure? Yes, I'm positive. It's Dahlia. Okay. Dahlia um, is... Um, well, she is a Christian. She's voiced by Meryl from Metal Gear. And she goes to church and prays, and she's like, Colin, you were the answer to my prayers. Um, and then they fuck in the church, and then at the end, when she's dead, Colin goes back to the church and prays for her, and it's like... And lights a candle. And lights a candle, and I'm like, why... What is the purpose of this plot line? <laughs> what is the purpose of this little like motif that's happening? I just didn't understand any of it. It's maybe he's just paying his respects. Why was she Christian? Many people are just Christian. No one else in this world. She is seemingly the only Christian left in 2187 New York. That's not necessarily true. That's just the only character we see go to church. It's just it's a weird little thing to add to the movie. I don't know. I thought it was weird. I just there are many christians in the world i know i just thought it was a weird thing to put into the movie (laughs) i just thought it was a weird thing it's not really i don't think meow 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 there were other christians in the other highlanders i guess so anyway um it's fine this movie promises a kid's sidekick and barely delivers there's like a cool kid's sidekick who gets like two lines uh, this is barely a Highlander movie, honestly. This is, like, barely a movie, to be honest with you. It was totally fine. Uh, it's, three stars, probably? Yeah, it started with a really, really good action sequence that made me think it was gonna be good, and then after that first action sequence, it kind of just is boring for the next hour. Um, hey, it's a Highlander movie. It's a Highlander movie. Um, so I guess, like... I thought I, I thought of a question I wanted to ask you, which is just like, what do you even like? Because I don't know if I have an answer for this. What do I even want out of a like good Highlander movie at this point? Like, if we could if we could go back to two thousand and three, I don't know, and we get to make another Highlander movie. Like, what does a good Highlander movie even have in it? Like, what is the formula for a good one of these? Because I truly, like, I can't figure it out. I can't, like... Some cool time periods, some cool fights, good action scenes. Why can't they ever do that? Because they only hired Donnie Yen once. (laughs) I guess so. It's just, like, it's just bewildering to me that they keep taking swings at this. And they've made, like, two good movies. Yeah, and by two good movies, I mean Highlander Endgame, like three quarters of Highlander Two, and like one quarter of Highlander. You know, <laughs> the problem is that for most of Highlander's life, Assassin's Creed hadn't been made. 
Yeah, Assassin's Creed is just a much better version of what Highlander is trying to do. If you could combine the two ideas, you'd get somewhere really cool. Yeah. If it was about the immortals trying to, like, find things through time. I guess that's the thing, is the... the... They need to introduce the Holy Grail. Yeah, I guess the, the Highlander's quest through so much of this is just, like winning duels and i i guess maybe that's just not a very compelling motivation like the there can be only one thing kind of just doesn't work for me at all i just don't find there can be only one to be a like good character motivation i think it can be really cool they just have to do it good yeah i mean we it it has been really cool it worked really well with the duncan and connor fight it worked really good with the duncan and connor fight i think it i think there Can Be Only One works really well in Highlander 1. Unfortunately, Highlander 1 is a weird, broken movie, and so anytime you try to make a sequel to that movie, you just have to discard, like, a third of the things that happen in it to make anything make sense. Because he becomes God at the end. He becomes God at the end, and then everybody just says, ah, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. I guess, instead, what actually happened was that there was so much cocaine... In the in the whatever year that was, 1985, New York, mm-hmm. that his quickening at the end blew it all up into the air and got him <laughs> so high that he started seeing cartoon dragons. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I just there's there's been parts of this franchise that I've really enjoyed, but um. I just, I just think that Highlander is not a very good film franchise. What storyteller would you pick to helm a new Highlander story, and would it be a TV show or a movie? I guess I... Hmm. What sort of creative impetus do you want to see put into this? I'm, I want to start at TV show or movie, because I find that interesting. I guess another problem that I've had with the Highlander movies is that there's a very small cast to these. Like, like there will be, like, there will be Connor, bad guy, mentor figure, and dead wife. That's, like, kind of the main cast of the first four movies, basically. And supporting character... Supporting a mortal character. Yeah, supporting a mortal character. Like, like that's kind of the ca- cast of the f- first four Highlander movies, except you flip Connor is now the mentor and Duncan is the protagonist, you know? Um, so you want... May- so maybe if you... Maybe a TV show would work better because you could have more people in it. Um, like, it, it would support a larger cast, and maybe that's what you need. Um... I mean, I think Highlander Endgame is proof that you don't need a big cast as long as you go deep on those characters. Yeah, I guess Highlander Endgame just... Like, do- Endgame has those two guys that just j- show up and they don't mean anything because they're from the TV show and we haven't seen the TV show. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, because Endgame, Endgame just gives Connor and Duncan both really good development. It just, like, makes their characters a lot deeper than, like you know, Connor and Ramirez ever were. The thing is, is that the thing that they should take from Assassin's Creed is they should be present at historical events Yes. and talk to historical figures. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. And there should be... There's only the one time that happened, there which should... was Charlie Chaplin, right? Yes. That was Highlander? Wait, what are you talking about? 
Charlie Chaplin. They go to see Charlie Chaplin. Oh right, does that that happens in Highlander One? It was an Endgame, wasn't it? I don't remember. I kind of know what you're talking about. Where they introduce the person to Charlie Chaplin. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Peaky Blinders. But they should put historical figures. I was like, Charlie <clears throat> Chaplin, what? Did they go? I I think that's Peaky Blinders, actually. This, this is just proof that you can say anything to me with enough, like, certainty on it that I will just believe you. <laughs> I'll just be like... Well, Nora wouldn't lie to me, so I guess there was a Charlie Chaplin thing that I forgot. <laughs> is it? Yes, it is. It was. I was thinking of Peaky Blinders. Okay. Um, Apologies, but what no if worries. one of the Peaky Blinders had been an immortal? I guess I was thinking, um, <clears throat> taking from Assassin's Creed a little bit, there should be a, like faction of highlanders there should be opposing faction or i always say highlanders when i mean immortals <laughs> i think we should take um historical events um i think we should have historical figures be immortals mm -hmm. i think we should take stuff from assassin's creed and from eternals I'm gonna tyrell fast I'm those. Tyrell fast those. Like stories of immortals would be part of the lore of the world. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think would... they they should make them less secret. Yes. Um, it would be really funny if like, a, it's if you were doing a modern Highlander, if like a real world celebrity was revealed to secretly be an immortal, like um, uh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say, like, Kamel's character in Eternals. But I, guess. I, I see what you mean. But, yeah. like, the thing that what people if, what say... What if Keanu Reeves what was if, actually an immortal? Because <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Nicolas Cage both have those, like, lookalikes in old paintings. Right, yeah. And so that would be a fun bit as, like, a cameo to reveal that the real-life actor, Nicolas Cage, was an immortal. That would be fun. That would be fun. Um... <clears throat> um I guess the other thing you could do, maybe, is, like, you could have, like, Connor and Ramirez and all of them believe that, like, we immortals need to, like, shepherd the people of Earth into a peaceful and prosperous future. And we you could have, like, you know, the bad guys could be part of a Templars that are like, no, we must dominate and, and rule. And um... Also, my I have another question. Yeah. How long have there been immortals? Great question. As long as Zeist has been sending them, I guess. Oh, do you want to do a movie about Zeist? Yes, I want to do a movie about Zeist. I've never wanted anything more. <laughs> so anyway, my original question. Yes. My, oh, you're, who would I have helm this? Who, what sort of creator, Ooh. creative, like, individual would you want as the, like, storytelling focus of that yeah a director maybe a writer maybe um whatever role you want to like i want this person's influence on that. i want frank miller to write this you know? no 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 we don't need to do that <laughs> you love frank miller i do love frank miller <laughs> uh highlander's already racist enough as it is <laughs> 
Oh, side note, we could make it less racist. We could make it less racist. Um, I mean, I do think the idea of a Highlander anime is compelling. I don't know enough about, like, anime production people to, like, say, like, oh, this anime director would be a really good fit for Highlander. But I do think that, like, I do think that anime could be a good thing. You know what? <laughs> you know what else? <laughs> I do think that anime could be a good thing. It's just a nice quote. <laughs> Um, something that crossed my mind briefly is, um, I can see some of Netflix Castlevania's visual style in the Madhouse style, and, like, um, obviously Netflix Castlevania has some fraught creative people behind it, um, I have not kept up with it since that person, um, exited the show, uh, to be specific, we're talking about Warren Ellis, um, and I assume he exited the show, I don't actually know that for certain, okay, um, so I have not kept up with... And then they immediately cut off and rebooted it, and they're doing a different show with Richter instead of... Yeah. But also, I think Trevor's story was coming to an end with where up to where we saw. Yeah. I think like I think he was getting to the end of the line. On I would have gone for a cooler guy than Richter, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I would have gone for a cooler guy than Richter. He's um, fine. He's fine. Um, oh, wait, no, Richter is the one I like. <clears throat> Richter's He's got the blue coat. Richter is the cool one. What are you talking about? Anyway... Uh, so I have not kept up with Castlevania since um, since uh, all that went down. But um, you can't say that Richter is the cool one when I know you can't name more than three Belmonts. Yeah, Trevor, Simon, and Richter. Richter is the cool <laughs> one of those three. Simon's <laughs> the cool one of those three. No, he's not. Yeah, I guess I, this is influenced by me playing a lot of Smash Bros. yesterday. Simon um, kills Dracula, mm-hmm. and they, they all do that. And then is cursed. And he goes and picks up all the body parts of Dracula and summons Dracula again to kill him again. I, I You have to understand, that I say this as a person who was playing a lot of Smash Bros. for Switch yesterday, and they just think that Simon in that, car- Simon in that game is the ugliest MF on Earth. And I know that we have talked about redhead anime Simon, and I like him better. But I always think of Simon from Smash Bros, and I just think I don't he's think hideous. He's ugly at all. I think he's hideous. What the hell? How many times on this podcast have we image searched uh, Simon Belmont? I don't think we have before. No, maybe not on franchise, but just like as a as a podcasting collective. <laughs> he how looks much... normal. I I I think he's gross. That is a better picture of him. Um, I don't know. He just looks like a guy. I don't like him. I don't like his long hair. He's big. I don't, I don't like his shoulders. I don't like any of it. He's got he's got pits. Babe, you have pits. <laughs> Richter also has pits. Yeah, Richter's pits look better. Whatever. Here, let me look. Let me show you the. Can you Google Richter Belmont armpits for me? Dracula Chronicles. The Chronicles X, Richter. Because I want to show you the the art of Richter, where he's Zac Efron. Yeah, I do like that Richter. That's a good Richter. It's a good Richter. It's a good Richter. I like I like Richter <clears throat> in his blue coat. Sue me. Um. Uh, you wanted Richter Belmont pits. Yeah, Richter Belmont armpits. Belmont armpits. Yeah, thank you, babe. Uh, I mean, you know. Um. There's there if you're into Richter Belmont armpits, there's art for you out there on the internet. There's Simon and Richter as little dogs. Uh-huh. Um, I guess. That's cute. This this one, scroll up. 
This looks like if they put uh, Richter in uh, Grand Blue. <laughs> this looks like Helen and Stormblast. <laughs> um, ooh, are there Crom armpits in this one? No, uh, just Crom shoulder. shoulders. Here, let me let me get you some Fire Emblem Crom armpit. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah, those are mid pits. Lucina has better pits. Oh, is this Lucina? I couldn't tell. Yeah. Uh, what other armpits you want to look at? <laughs> <laughs> Can you look up Connor McLeod armpits for me? Sure. <laughs> of the Clan McLeod? Uh, what's his name? Lambert. Lambert. Christopher Lambert. <clears throat> Christophe Lambert armpit. Here he is, surrounded by monkeys for some reason. Yeah, he's doing like a... He's doing like some sort of like martial arts training montage pose here. Oh, I didn't notice. Let me open this... Uh, this is from boyculture.com slash boy underscore culture. I don't know what that means. There are a lot of naked but... men on our on this page here right now. Uh, I don't... There's, there's Christoph chilling poolside. From... Um, oh... The Loin oh, Ranger? Oh, okay. Uh, Which Tarzan is this? Yeah, can you Google Chris, Christopher Lambert Tarzan? Do we need to do a Tarzan, pardon my franchise? The issue is that those things... That I've been thinking yeah. about, like, multiple iterations of something, and that, like, uh, doing a bunch of Tarzan adaptations would be fun, but also, like, that's not really a franchise. Yeah, I, take, I guess it's, like, a different thing. So we've got quite a few. Um, can you just like list. control F Lambert? I'm just looking for a fucking list of movies. Okay, we're up to 1958 here on this list. 1984. Uh, Graystroke, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. A 1984 film. Uh... Got a bunch of guys I don't recognize. Yeah. We it, should watch this. <clears throat> received three Oscar nominations. Um, best actor in a supporting role, best writing, screenplay based on material from another medium, and best makeup. Directed by Hugh Hudson. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Click him. Chariots of Fire. Um, I... I don't recognize any of this. I've never heard of this man in my life. Yeah, I don't know. But Still um, directing movies, it looks like. Let me just do a Google image search of Grace Stoke, Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Mm. And let's get some, uh, some other images. Does Tarzan, in fact, learn martial arts from monkeys? It seems that way in some of these images, but it's hard to tell. Is that... That... Okay. That looks like, um... What's his face? That looks like, um... Uh, 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 Jack Nance. I don't think it is Jack Nance, because I don't know that Jack Nance appeared in much stuff that wasn't directed by David Lynch. But I don't looked, see that name anywhere here. Yeah, it just looked like Jack Nance. Um... How do you like his, uh... Tarzan in the suit look here? You know, I could, I would... I guess if I could cast any actor in history as Tarzan, I guess I would cast I would cast Kristoff. Really? I guess so. I don't know. 
Who else would you cast as Tarzan? I don't know much about Tarzan. I know I know zilch about Tarzan. Uh, if I were going to cast somebody as Tarzan right now, I would probably. Okay, now this is biased because I was just thinking about this guy as Columbo yesterday because I love when he plays little freaks, but Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm. Cuz I think he could he could he could um clean up really good. Yeah. But also he could be a mangy little freak. Yeah. And he could do like wilderness guy. I went a different direction and I thought what actors are hot when they have long hair right now in 2023? Oh. I I just I took a different tact to it and I was like actors who are hot when they have long hair. And there's an obvious answer if you ask that question is Jason Momoa. Uh I guess. I feel like he's just done a lot of, like, guys yeah. that I would like He, I he does so many him. rugged men that I don't know that it would work. But I Maybe was... he's maybe he likes playing rugged men, but I wouldn't. Also, the TV thought we wanted to see Richter Belmont armpits. <laughs> the <laughs> TV so started it, listening to us for one thing and just pulled up Richter Belmont armpits. <laughs> Thank you, uh, television. I, I, didn't, I thought of Jason Momoa and passed over that just because he's played so many guys mm. yeah uh yeah. but obviously michael shannon as clayton is an easy one michael shannon as tarzan is pretty cool uh, th- see that's what i was like michael he's, he's i started at i started at michael shannon as tarzan and then i got to mm, he's a little he's aged out a little bit but michael shannon as clayton now we're cooking that would be really good as the like um specifically i can see michael shannon being very like complaining about the conditions of not being in england of like complaining about the yes. heat the, the bugs yes. complaining about the food complaining about not having a table to sit at or something yeah. and i could see him being very pissy in a camp yes that would be really without good. making him feel like whiny and annoying you know but he would still be kind of pathetic yes in the, in the way that he is in the shape of water yes I haven't seen The Shape of Water, but... Okay. I just really like Michael Shannon. And I, I also, just really like Michael... Can, the, we get, can we get Michael Shannon as a Highlander? Yeah. Can we get Michael Shannon as a Highlander? But the movie where Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Shannon enter into this incredibly um, like unhealthy, codependent relationship yes uh is one of my favorite movies because <laughs> i love those little freaks you do love those freaks look at these monkeys i unfortunately am too much of a swifty to like jake gyllenhaal the way you do but i don't know what the fuck that means they had a bad breakup she wrote a really mean song about him one time huh okay she probably wrote a couple really mean songs about him but there's one that's like exceptionally mean <laughs> I just know that Jake Gyllenhaal is one of my favorite guys. He is such a good little freak. You should see, um, not uh, the one that I mentioned is Nocturnal Animals. I think uh, it has a it's it's kind of rough to watch, but um, it's it's quite fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one was Velvet Buzzsaw, where he plays the. This like gay art guy. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that movie, but I was like, where do I know that name? Oh, it was yeah. it was really fun to see him kind of prance around the set. <laughs> Can I ask you a question real quick? 
You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. You can find me on co-host at Ashworm, Ash with an E, Worm with a Y. And you can find me at NoraBlake.online. And you can find me on Export Audio Podcasts, such as... Yeah, this podcast, part of my franchise, um, Pop Town Funk, which is coming back soon. We we watched and recorded a podcast about Care Bears. Um, end of sentence? <laughs> end of sentence. It's a 17-minute podcast because uh, there's nothing to talk about. But um, next time... Next time we will be watching the next episode of, 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 of Pop Town. We will be watching the first episode of Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Neither of us have seen any of Season 2, I believe, other than like some clips on Twitter and such. I think I saw the first episode or two. I saw Luke. I saw... I didn't see Luke. I saw Rosario Dawson... I just mean on, like, Twitter and YouTube oh, and stuff. yeah. Um, so we will be watching the first episode of Season 3 of Mando, um, because it just looks better than anything that was in Season 2. If uh, Chrysanthemum was in anything else... Wait a second, is he from Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Wait. Where? I just realized... Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum might be from Boba Fett, not from... Mando? The Mandalorian. And if it is, then we have to watch Boba Fett instead of The Mandalorian. Mm, glad we talked this over. We could read some comic books. Uh, no? Yeah, it's spoke of Boba Fett. God. And he doesn't show up till episode two. So we'll watch episode two. <laughs> That's how this works. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so look forward to that. Um, I think that'll be better than the characters app. Uh, just to be honest, with I just you. like realized that it was actually that guy wasn't from The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, new podcast coming soon. You have a new podcast coming soon. I don't. I oh, do. Too well, many... Olivia has a new podcast coming soon that I'm on. Yeah, I I do not have any new podcasts because I am overworked and maybe. I can't cut any of my podcasts, but I'm at this. I'm at a place where I'm like, I got to do one less podcast every week. But I, all of them are essential to me. I would not <laughs> cut any of them. I like, like you know. Anyway, <laughs> um, you love all of your children equally, but you don't care for Jim. Uh, I love all of my children equally, except that I like ornate stairwells the best. And that, um, if any of them are going to get pushed to a week, it will be Gotham. Yeah, Gotham is the <laughs> Gotham is. Both the easiest podcast to punt on, and also, I don't want, I really, I really want to just drill down, because we have six weeks of Batman left, and I just have to get out of Batman land. We just have to get out of Batman land, and but so- But then it's Superman land, right? Yeah! I'm excited about Superman land. Okay. I'm really excited to do the Superman show. Are you going to do Justice League after? Uh, we'll probably do, so I, th I think, we have to do the math on it. Because we're not going to go 100% chronological by release order. But basically, I think we're going to watch like three seasons of Superman, then the last season of Batman, and then maybe Beyond and then Justice League is how it shakes out. I get, we I have to check dates on stuff. All I know is that we're, we at least have like two seasons of Superman to watch before we have to work out what comes next. So um, Eventually you'll start watching Teen Titans. Probably not. Probably we'll skip to um, <laughs> probably we'll skip to Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Mostly because, uh, listen, I would love to podcast about Teen Titans. I love that show. Um, we started a podcast about it. We did. 
I just don't think that M cares about Teen Titans the way that I do. Um, and it would be a weird mismatch of energy, especially because that first season is so rough. Oh, that's... I was trying to think of, like, what were the hamburger animes? And it's Avatar The Last Airbender and Teen Titans was the one that I couldn't remember. Hamburger animes? Spaghetti Westerns. Oh, okay. Cool. Um... <laughs> Uh, hamburger yeah. anime. You 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 told this to me last week, and I didn't didn't stick. Um, you can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at autumnal. You can go to exportaw.io. Dollar a month gets you access to this podcast a bunch of early, a bunch of others early. Five dollars a month gets you access to bonus episodes of some a bunch of different things right now. Um, uh, you yeah, obviously you get bonus episodes of coffee and comic books. Half our episodes are behind that paywall. Um, the other thing is that Monday, so probably before this podcast drops, I, I don't know. I don't know when this part of my franchise is coming out. I don't know if you're putting that up this weekend or what. I might put it up today. Yeah. So Monday, um, there will be a $5 episode of Ornate Stairwells where Nia and I do a bracket of all the movies we have ever covered for Ornate Stairwells. Um... And um, people have been submitting some predictions for those. Uh, we will probably react to those maybe in another Patriot episode or maybe in a non-homophobia zone. I don't know. Um, I have been looking at your brackets and smiling enigmatically, as many of you are wrong in fantastic ways. Uh, I love all of you equally. Uh, I feel like the phrase non-homophobic zone has just recently started being used no 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 we've been using that i haven't seen it until like last week no that's just you not listening to the podcast yeah (laughs) you just don't listen to stairwells i used to you used to then you started doing twin peaks and i was like well i'll see you later (laughs) great news we stopped doing (laughs) twin peaks basically (laughs) sooner or later we will get back to doing david lynch movies but we have basically stopped doing twin peaks um so yeah, everybody look forward to that. Um, I think that's everything. Let's get out of here. Okay. Um, how many can there be, though? Uh, only one. Okay. Actually, there can be one, two, three, four, five, six. There can, only, there can be only six. Farewell, dear shitheads. Plus five seasons. Plus a spin-off show. Plus a cartoon. Plus a cartoon. Plus a, two comics. Plus two comics. And... Three video games and one canceled video game. Oh yeah, I thought I thought there was only two video games because the one was canceled. I, we oh, we wait, don't need we me... don't need to fact check this right hold now. On, You're fact checking this hold right on, now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have really entered the White Lotus zone now. Video games. Uh, the game. Was the game canceled. was the canceled one. So two video the games PS3 plus a canceled. The PS3 360 game was canceled. But Last of the McClouds came out, and that was all baby. Boy! That's Guybrush Threepwood right there. That is Guybrush Threepwood. (laughs) Standing in a little 3D environment. Standing only on the Jaguar? The Atari Jaguar CD. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, that's great. Let me find a... Could you... you, Yeah, please. Thank you. Can you just go to YouTube.com for me? Uh, I guess so. Uh, well, uh, just click that. Just click that. There's a long play of it here. Um, Let me mute your yeah. uh, laptop first. Good idea. Good idea. Because I don't want to blast everyone's eardrums with what can only be terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably what the music sounds like. I don't think that's going to be what the music sounds like. This is a. This is from. 
Hifrix Gaming Backlog. This is MS DOS Madness. Um, Let's skip ahead so we can see. Ooh, ooh. Okay, so we've got like some mist, like pre-rendered backgrounds, and then 3D Guybrush Threepwood, who I suppose is supposed to be um, an immortal. An immortal, kind of wandering around. He's picking well, up a bottle. It's very like Resident Evil looking. It's yeah, but um, that oversells the graphical fidelity of this. I don't G think so. It's on the Jaguar CD. <laughs> Do you know when the Jaguar CD came out? I know. I just it was before Resident Evil. <laughs> it is it is the style of Resident Evil, but it is not uh, the 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 fidelity of Resident Evil. I'm pretty sure the Jaguar came out before Resident Evil. So this is the Jaguar CD-ROM. Is a CD-ROM peripheral for the Jaguar video game console? 1993. 1993. I think. Oh, 1995. Oh, okay. When was Resident Evil? Uh, 97. Okay, so yeah. Don't quote me on that. Things moved really fast in that decade. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I also, I suspect that maybe um, there's not the budget behind uh, Highlander, Last of the McClouds, that there was behind Resident Evil. I don't have any evidence to there's that fact. No, let me scoot forward and see if there's any swords. Well, oh, he yep, has he got a, a little sword. He got a little katana. Got a bottle. He's got bread, cheese, bottle, mother's locket, bare hands. Ooh, we get a little FMV sequence here uh, as he opens the door. Oh, here we go. Oh, here's some combat. Oh, it's, you know, it's just like Resident Evil combat. Is it? He's just hitting the sword low. He just kind of stands still and swings low. I, would, I, I wish we could turn the sound on. We can't, but I wish we could. I want to know what the, the, the music sounds like in this I bad mean, boy. My headphones I, are around here somewhere. Yeah, um... I don't know where. I think they're like under this love seat that we're sitting on. Yes. So I can listen. You can listen. And I will inform you what the sound is. I mean, you could just pass me the headphones after oh, I'm Oh, shut to. up. <laughs> um, we will not be playing this video game for the podcast. Is there music? There's no music. There's no music? There's no music. It's a fucking CD game! Oh! We skipped ahead. Now they're in, like, a facility of some kind. They were in, like, now a desert... Now there's no music, but there is a... They're, they were in, like, the desert, and now they're in, um, like, a Resident Evil, like, uh, lab in the back of the mansion type deal. Um... There's a lot of inventory management in this game, seemingly. He doesn't look His like little a... backward walk animation is incredible. It doesn't look like a very good video game. It does not look like a very good video game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking CD game. How are you telling me there's no music in this MF? Bang, 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 bang. Just, the, just metallic footsteps. The same sound effect over and over again. Oh, good. Tap, 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 tap. Laser blast off screen. Tap, 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 tap. I don't know what we're looking at. I don't know either. I guess he's opened the door. He's going to escape, it looks like, maybe. Who knows? 
Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this <laughs> audio journey. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Explaining the last of the McClouds. Um, the first installment in a planned trilogy based on the animated series. Ugh. That makes sense. That's why he looks like that. This is why he looks like that. Its gameplay mainly consists of action and exploration with a main eight-button configuration. Bye, everyone. Bye! Uh, bitches leave. (laughs)